Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily Newton, and joining us on the show is Sean and Hans out of One Life CrossFit. What's going on, y'all? How are y'all doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. So before we really dive into the nitty gritty of what we have going, what you guys have going on at One Life CrossFit, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Yep. Uh, so we, we describe it as a, it's a, it's a functional fitness facility. Um, a lot of the times CrossFit, the word CrossFit can kind of deter people away a little bit. So, so, um, but we're a functional fitness gym. So, I mean, if you want to just move better, um, if you're want to play with your grandkids, if you want to be able to lift some heavy weights, just a lot, a lot of stuff like that. I mean, CrossFit, like I said, has a little bit of a stigma. So we, we try not to stupidly push that right into people's face. Um, but we just want people to know, like, I mean, it's really for, for everybody. So, I mean, when, when people come and they ask me about the facility, I tell them like, yeah, we, we have people who are 16, 17, 18 year olds in high school. And we also have 60, 65, 70 year olds. Um, and they're all doing the same things. We're all working out together, but everything is scaled appropriately for your fitness level at this time. Um, so that is really comforting to a lot of people. So that's where I kind of kind of come in from. It's like letting people know, hey, it's 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 for both sides of the spectrum. You, it's 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 really for everyone. Great. Yeah, like uh, you know, our our community here is is a uh, is not uh, there's not a huge fitness culture, and so um, you know there there's a you know there's people have questions. If people have like, some people haven't even heard of CrossFit before. Some people have heard of like old CrossFit or you know whatever, and so we, we get we get people from like. Uh, where we're located, we get a lot of people who are just foot traffic kind of walking by. Um, and there's, a, we've got a good amount of people that, you know, really need some fitness in their life, um, coming in. And so, uh, it's, it's good. We've, we've got a, a pretty good mix actually. We've got some, we've got some monsters in here. Um, but we also have a, a lot of people who are just like, you know, haven't, don't know what a dumbbell is, you know, haven't touched a dumbbell in their life or haven't exercised and they're ready to make a change and they're, you know, in their forties and that sort of thing. And it's, it's great. You know, it's, it's a really wonderful, uh, wonderful place. And that's what we want it to be. You know, it's not just a high performance place. It's, you know, we want to, we want to make sure that we're covering all the bases. We're getting, uh, you know, younger kids in here. We're getting people who are, you know, over 60, uh, in here while making sure they're, they're maintaining their health and, or just getting started. So it's a, it's a good time. We've got, we've got everybody. Yeah. I think it's cool that you guys have a, uh, just a vast, like demographics all over the place, young, old, you name it. So the next question I have for you is, and Hans, I want you to go first. What is your driving force behind wanting to impact your community this way? Because gym ownership isn't, it's not easy. No, no, not at all. And I mean, this is, this is really my first ownership of of the gym. I mean, beforehand I was only managing um, and then doing personal training one-on-one. So, I mean, um, I mean, the biggest impact that I want to bring is, is it kind of goes back to our, our name of the facility, One Life CrossFit. Um, I mean, I want people to realize that, I mean, you do indeed only have one life. You only got one shot to make this what you want to make it. Um, and so 
just being able to have people realize that like, Hey, you don't get to do this again. This is, this is, this is your only shot to make this the life that you want to live. Um, and so having that be something that I kind of let people know, like, Hey, like we, we, we you got to take advantage of, of, of the years that you have and me being able to coach through, through class and being able to do personal training, how I do and such, like, I feel that I'm doing a good deed of giving people the, the best thing that they can ask for, which would be years back on their lives. Um, I, I want you to be able to stick around longer, you know? Um, so that's, that's, that's where I feel like I'm able to make the biggest impact in the community. And um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to change in any other way. I mean, I, I absolutely love what I do. Very well said. Sean, what you got for us? Well, uh, you know, I, I find like a, a lot of value in, um, in doing this business, you know, like for, for me, I, I, uh, you know, and especially as it relates to not just fitness and making people feel better, um, and, and move better, uh, and have better lives. But, you know, like we went through a pandemic and, and, uh, all these lockdowns, throughout, especially throughout the state of California, it's just like everything was locked down, restaurants were locked down, gyms were getting closed. It was, uh, completely devastating. And during that time, you know, I was, a uh, member at, at the gym, Hans was, Hans was my coach and, um, at, at a gym. And, uh, you know, when that gym wasn't able to be open, I was like pretty upset. <laughs> this thing that was life-changing for me, uh, was, was, uh, kind of taken away and it wasn't allowed to go, go do it. And wasn't allowed to, uh, rub shoulders with the, the, the people that, you know, kept me fit, kept me strong. Um, and that was, uh, that was pretty frustrating. And so, at the same time, I was developing a lot of sympathy for uh, like the other businesses that were closing down and struggling, and uh, and I wanted a piece of the pie. I wanted to you know participate in my community um, and make them them stronger. I wanted to be able to uh, offer jobs to people eventually, and I wanted to start a business you know at at some point. And I wasn't I didn't realize at the time that I wanted to be a CrossFit gym, um, but uh, you know as as uh, I was I wanted to support Hans and and do things that that, uh, that he wanted to do and kind of prop him up the best because I I think Hans is an amazing coach uh it kind of came together where i was like oh dude all right let's let's do this thing together like we can we can work together we can make this thing you know uh awesome you know i, I looked into some other business ventures and um they weren't uh didn't have the same positive impact that crossfit would have uh they might have been maybe more they made it maybe would have had more revenue stream but uh you know they i don't didn't they didn't resonate with me the way i wanted to you know affect my community and so uh, you know here we are uh, you know we're, we're we've got big goals we've got big ambitions um we want to employ people we want to you know create jobs in, in, in our city we want to make our city fit yeah. so you know here we go we're, we're excited to uh, kind of be part of the community yeah that's awesome sounds like you got a, a big job ahead of you yeah <laughs> oh yes yeah so tell us a little bit about the services that you guys are offering your members now uh, so we have CrossFit classes. So your typical high school weightlifting, high school gymnastics, metabolic conditioning stuff. Um, so we have CrossFit classes. We have boot camp classes. Uh, and then we just started a, a nutrition program. So we're, we're running that out as well. Um, the boot camp class, awesome class. It's great entry-level uh, position for fitness. And so, I mean, there's not a whole lot of high school weightlifting, high school gymnastics stuff. Uh, it's more more for people who um maybe haven't been working out for a while and so it's a good entry-level position like i was saying it it um it works out for everyone crossfits for everyone as well 
but the boot camp classes, it's more aerobic. We do a lot of machines. We do a lot of kettlebell, dumbbell, box step-ups, box jumps, stuff like that, and um, a whole lot of moving the body. Um, so that works out well. Um, along with those classes, uh, Sean can touch up on, we have um, our uh, Maya, Maya, one of our members. She is a, Sean can help me out. Um, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a doctor of physical therapy, so she runs some uh, recovery sessions and stuff for us which is uh which is super cool really like i love the uh, the community involvement that we have have here we we have a lot of people who who uh do various things we've got you know one of our members helps us shoot some some advertisements and uh we've got you know someone who, who does like power washing and stuff like that we've got people who are you know washing washing our windows and, and that that kind of thing but uh, as far as services that, that we offer yeah we've got nutrition boot camp crossfit uh recovery services you know the the cupping scraping and that kind of stuff and then we've got you know other things that'll come down the line but right now we're just kind of starting small taking a step at a time try to be iterative in our, our approach add a little bit of value uh every every step of the way um do it a step at a time yeah so with you guys being new business owners still you know with that in in, the, in like in your prime like what is something that you think that you have excelled at in your first few months of business if you go sure yeah I, I think the thing that we have done really well is kind of like i just mentioned like this iterative approach um to things like we when we wanted to start we knew that we um we we're kind of coming out of a gym that was closing down and uh, we knew that we wanted to keep people together and that, i think that really set a foundation for trying to uh, get things deli deliver value quickly right so we, I mean, we have these big dreams, like, you know, Hans and I got together and we're like, oh yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we did this and we did that and we had this big space and we did all this thing. We had, we had all these things we wanted to do. And I was like, you know what, like, that's going to take forever to set up and do all that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> what, what if, we, what if we just got, what's the minimum thing that we could do right now? And, um, you know, I have some friends at a, at a church and they have a, a empty space, they have a big space that's like empty during the weeks. And I was like, Hey, I just asked them, can we set up in here with throw down some mats and we can just, you know, do some CrossFit stuff in here? And they were like, basically like, sure. And so we did. And we operate, we weren't sure if we were going to be there for two weeks or if we were going to be there for three months, you know, but they they let us in. So we did that and we started delivering value uh, you know, immediately. Like that was we had one, we had our gym that we were a part of that had that Hans was the head coach at. It closed down within two weeks. Uh, we were operating, you know, doing something, keeping our community together, keeping them fit. And then two weeks of that, we we got into our space, which we, I, I mean, I fought pretty hard to get in here right away. They had some work and stuff they wanted to do. And I was like, nope, let us in, let us in now. We're, we're, we need a gym now. And, uh, and we got in and, uh, you know, we, we opened up and there wasn't paint in the walls, the kind of nasty here. We, we debatably had a bathroom, <laughs> Yeah, but we, you know, it was, that was, that was the next iteration. That was the next bit of value that we could add. And we did that. And of course we took care of painting and cleaning and getting the bathroom all, all dialed in and, and getting uh, the space uh, set up to what it is now. Um, and that's the next iteration of value. And then, and we've been running that. We added more times. We start off a small set of times. We added more times eventually. Uh, we're at a point now where, okay, now we're ready to run a nutrition program. We just started a nutrition program. We started recovery services like a couple months ago. So we're just taking it a step at a time. You know, we're not trying to get everything in line to ship all at once. Um, we're we're adding value uh, incrementally, and I think that that's something that has been really valuable for our customers. Um, I think they've been, yeah. been very happy with that, and they're excited. You know, they're what's next? Something's coming up next because that's what these guys do. Um, they keep adding something new and exciting, and I think that that has worked out really well 
our clients have been very happy. I've been really happy with it to take it a bite at a time, um, you know, rather than try to get everything dialed in. I think it would just take too long and it would be too much work up front and it would delay giving value to our customers. So uh, I know that's, that's what I think. I think that's what we've done particularly well, deliver the value ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Hans, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, just, I mean, I would totally, totally agree. I mean, when we first started, we, we had a lot of ideas and we had a lot of things that we wanted to roll out. Um, but we took a step and we were, we were, we were patient. We were like, well, if we decide to bring out all of these things that we want to do all at the same time, the quality per thing is going to be very low because we're trying to do so much. Um, so when we first started, we had a small list of, of, of class hours that slowly, but fairly started to grow and then started to offer more programs. We started to offer more times. And so, yeah, I think the way that we've kind of approached it was just one thing at a time, take your time because the, the more you try to bite, it's going to be harder to chew on. You know what I mean? The more, the more you got, it's, it's going to be more challenging. So could you offer everything? Yeah, but it's going to start to deteriorate the quality that we can give. So one thing at a time and just, just kind of focus in on that, hone in on that and, and, and give quality over quantity is, was our biggest thing when we first opened. And it's hard, man, opening up a new business and, and, and starting from the ground. It's like, you want to have all these new things, but, but if, if the quality's not there, it, it, that does, nobody cares. Nobody cares. It has to, you got to have good quality. You got to have heart behind what you're doing. And um, you can offer all the things in the world, but if it's, if it's not quality, nobody, nobody wants it. So that was, that was huge for us. So I know what the word quality means, but from your own words, what does that mean in terms of like how you're serving your customers and your clients? Well, based, based, based on quality, like, I can use uh, I can use our classes as an example, a class size. So this is something that I always look at. If you have a class that's an hour long, which all of our classes are um, an hour long, if you have um, a cap of how many athletes you have, we have a cap of 12 athletes uh, per class. Um, not that big. We don't want somebody doing burpees and a barbell is dropping near them or anything. So we should we cap our classes. Yeah, we have 12 people in that 12. Uh, in those 12 people, I have an hour with those 12 people. So I need to make sure that I can give time per person. I feel like if I can't give them a quality session, a quality hour, a class, if I can't give them some quality there, if they don't learn anything within that hour, I, I haven't done my, my deed for the day. So quality, I mean, giving them something that they're going to remember. This is their hour out of their day. I need to be able to give them something worthwhile something that's quality quality to them could i open up the class of 20 people everybody gets to come in and work out maybe i don't talk to five of the people because there's too many people in the class the quality goes away they're not they're not taking something away from the class they didn't learn anything they came and they got sweaty and that's cool it's a, it, they had a good time but there was no piece there of like wow hans Hans was able to come over and correct me a little bit on my deadlift drop my hips a little bit put me in a better position that's the quality that I want to be able to give. And so using, using the class size as an example, that's what I've always kind of thought about. Um, the right amount of people in that hour will allow me to give about like two minutes, 90 seconds or so per person. Personally, they're going to get a quality experience over a quantity experience. 
going to be better for them. It's going to be better for me. And, and so that's what I kind of look at when I think about quality. That's, that's what I think about. I think about being able to give them something that they can hold and they can remember. You know what I mean? That's what I like. If I could just hop, hop in real quick too, and when I think of quality, I mean, like, listen, to like the way Hans is talking about, you know, managing uh, his clients. Like, I view that as like that's a quality coach. And to kind of bring it full circle back to what we talked about iteration, it was like, okay, One Life CrossFit has this thing that is a very, very high quality. It's Hans's coaching ability, right? How do we get to that to our customers ASAP? Like, we don't need we don't need purple paint on the wall in order to have Han start dishing out that that quality right so like we you know we'll sacrifice to open up our gym you know we won't put paint on the wall so there's not very good not very high quality and like the aesthetics for example on day one but we've got this you know we've got Hans as a coach and I think that that is another like kind of one of our one of our secret weapons is you know Hans has put a lot of time and effort into this he's a very good coach and so we try to ship those things that are that are super valuable um, and that being like a prime example of like hey we, we know the, the thing that we have the most value in and that's you know, you know the ability to coach um the, the pain on the walls can wait but we'll do that later some, some other time yeah so one life crossfit i really like the message it resonates with me you know on a very high level but let's say that i move to california tomorrow and i'm looking for some of the services and the values the values that you that you stand for and some of the services that you offer as well how am i going to know that you guys are out there and that you're you know ready and willing to, to serve me at a high level Yes, yeah, well, that is a, that's a question that I ask myself <laughs> often, you know, like, how do we tell people that we're here? Um, you know, I, you, you kind of have this idea, you know, especially as a new business owner, like, all right, well, we opened up a spot and uh, we put up a sign. It's, it's, it's high, you know, it's <laughs> high up there. Everyone must know that we're here. It's, it's not the case. Um, you know, like I said, there's a, we're a pretty big city. Um, you know, for uh, for the middle, uh, you know, central coast cities, we have you know over a hundred thousand people, um, and kind of playing the game of getting people in is uh, is is interesting. You know, I'll still run into people who you know, like I'll wear my sweat sweatshirt, and they'll be like, "Oh, One Life CrossFit, like that's cool. I've heard of CrossFit before." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we just opened a gym over here." They're like, "Oh, you did? Like where?" That other store, you know, they reference the store that was here before they closed down like three years ago. And I'm like, no, wow. Okay. You must not drive by. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> so, you know, we're trying to up our, our, uh, you know, our game and letting people know that we're here, our advertising. Um, I would say that right now we've got a lot of people who just bring their friends. Um, that's been huge. Like just the, the by mouth referrals, people like what we're doing and they share it. And then, you know, they bring some family or friend mm -hmm. from some family members or friends in. And that's been huge. Uh, we also have a pretty good amount of foot traffic where we're currently located, but obviously it's not all of Santa Maria. Um, you know, those people kind of drop in. Uh, the thing that we've been that we actually just rolled this week for the first time is we actually made an advertisement and we put it on Instagram um, reels and, and you know paid for the sponsorship and that kind of thing. And we're uh, that's that's fresh, like that's as of like yesterday. Um, we're we're seeing we're gonna see how that works for us. Um, I, I've seen just in the last. You know, it's only been up for like 16 hours or something like that. I, I've already seen like, um, you know, increase in our click-throughs like to our to our page and that kind of thing. Um, I haven't, I know it's been a little bit, I haven't seen any uh, emails or, or messages yet, but we're trying out some new stuff. Um, yeah. Instagram otherwise has been pretty good just with regular posts and getting followers and people sharing. Um, you know, with this ad that we put out, uh, we've had a lot of our members kind of repost and we've, we've increased in follower count, I think by about even just, I think it was like 10 or something like that in the last 16 hours. Um, so, you know, 
like I feel like I have a lot to learn there. Um, but we're we're trying different stuff. We're not spending a ton of money, uh, you know, out, out the gate to do it. Uh, we're trying to take an iterative approach. You know, we haven't really needed it yet, but we know that with the new year coming, we want to make sure that we're getting in front of people's faces and that people know that we're here because people are going to be making those new year resolutions, decisions, and we want to be considered for part of that. So, um, does that does that answer your question? Did I hit that just right? Oh, yeah, that. Very well said, very well said. Okay, um, Hans, did you have anything to add from that, from the question that I asked? Yeah, so kind of, kind of like what Sean was, was, was talking about, a lot of our stuff is, it's really word to mouth. So, I mean, you, even going around a, a city where there is a lot of CrossFit gyms, I mean, it's not like there's billboards up of CrossFit. You don't see CrossFit commercials. You really don't see a whole lot of advertisement um, on like, say you're on YouTube and there's like an advertisement coming up. A lot of the times it's not CrossFit. Um, it is very, very much a word of mouth. Um, we get clients who come in and they take one class. And yet again, this goes back to, to giving quality coaching and quality over quantity. I mean, we have somebody who comes in and, and I spend some time with them, even though they're, they're brand new, they might not be the best athlete that comes through my doors. But I mean, they come to class and I give them my time, even though we have a class size full of 10 or so or 12, um, you're still going to get some of my time. And I'm going to make sure that you, I, I use your name and I remember who you are and such. And so there's little things like that, Qual quality over quantity and being able to send that person away. And maybe they don't come back, but maybe they go and they're like, they're, they're talking to their friend. They're like, hey, did you end up going to that CrossFit gym? They're like, oh yeah, I did. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm ready for it, but this, this guy Hans, he was really cool. Like he, he, he took time to kind of talk to me and talk to me after class and, and, and such. And so, I mean, any type of impact to kind of help new people coming in, if somebody's coming in and whether they're here for vacation and I'm never going to see them again, or if they just moved here, I mean, you're still going to get the same, you're still going to get the same Hans. Like I'm always going to give you the same, same quality me, um, doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how long you're going to be here. I mean, we, we, we have people come and go all the time because we live right next to an Air Force base. Um, so people come and they're here for eight months and then they leave and we never see them again. And it's a bummer, but hey, I mean, it's, it's, it's life. It's life. So you made, you made the best of it. Yeah, back, <laughs> yeah, to back up kind of what, what Hans is saying for sure, like the, the personal connection is something that uh, that we, I don't know, not, not take for granted, but like that we're both pretty good at. And um, we, we get a lot of people who come back for that you know, personal connection. Like we have one member that I can think of who lives in Saudi Arabia and she comes yeah. back every once in a while to visit her, her family. And every, she's always, she always comes back in and she you know, has mentioned things like, oh, I'm excited to come back and train with you guys. And, you know, and I think it's really that it comes down to that personal connection. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, she's, you know, her, her friends back, back home in Saudi Arabia aren't going to just drop in, you know, one day unless they're <laughs> traveling here, but you know, like that, that kind of personal connection for people that are local, uh, it, you know, it spreads, you know, people, people like it and the, and they, they, they come on in because of what they heard. So that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Glad to hear that you guys are, are really focusing on that as well. So with that being mm -hmm. said, um, as we come to a close here, I have a few more questions. My first question for you is going to be like a hypothetical situation. So let's say that if I were a genie and I would give you three wishes, what would they be? I need one wish from each of you. And then the third wish can be something that you guys think of together. Ooh. And like, so it's like, you know, how do you want, I mean, how do you want your business to look? Cause I can tell that you're very passionate about, you know, really creating an impact in your community. That's a fun question. I like that. Uh, 
so I had like a, I had like a gut reaction uh, right away, but then I had immediate reaction to my own reaction, which was like, no, don't wish for that because you aren't ready to scale that far yet. <laughs> uh, I, I would say my, my first reaction, the thing that, uh, that I would love to see is a, is a, is a, like I mentioned, uh, I maybe mentioned earlier, I can't remember, um, a, a large space that is also a, a third, what I think of as a third place. When I, when I was early uh, in my marriage, my wife worked at Starbucks and they had this concept of like third place. Uh, you know, either at home or you're at work or you're at third place, uh, which Starbucks wanted to be in the third place. Um, I, I would like for, I would love for one life process to be third place. Like I want us to offer enough stuff that people are, either at home or they're at work or they're coming and they're getting a workout at the gym and they're hanging out, maybe working on schoolwork or working on, you know, whatever, hanging out, maybe like a coffee bar. Maybe there's something that, that keeps them, keeps them there and keeps them interested. So like a large enough space to where they can either come take a class or do open gym, you know, operating both those things simultaneously would be amazing. So, you know, I guess my big wish is like big old space right in the middle of town, just this, you know, a, a center for fitness and glory in the middle of Santa Maria would be great. And, uh, but yeah, we're definitely, you know, along with that, you know, it needs to be a, a, a good, a smooth running machine. I don't think Hans and I would be able to, you know, whip up a coffee at the same time as coaching a class. You know, we need, we need the team, we need the community to be, you know, employed and, 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 you know, pouring their hearts into it as well. So that's my, that's my big wish. I don't know. Maybe that got a little too <laughs> theoretical. <laughs> There's a lot of contingencies on that wish. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, if you can think, if you can think of it, then it's that's what I think. It's possible. Okay. Yeah. I think. Uh, I would say mine. This is this is probably this is me coming from from my upbringing and my background. I've always thought that it would be, and this was like Sean was saying, a gut reaction to the question. This was mine. Um, a wish that I would be able to do would be um, being able to offer a facility and offer classes completely free of charge, which sounds crazy. Um, but I mean, cause then how are you going to make any money? Um, you got to be able to keep the lights on. You got to be able to survive. You got to be able to pay your own bills. You, you're living somewhere. So you need to be able to do all that. But I've, I've always thought it would be very cool to, have a facility where it's 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 just completely open to to the community to the public to to whoever wants to come in and just try to i mean like like i said before add some years to your life and um from my upbringing and where i've come from finances have always been an issue um so being able to offer offer a, a gym where money wasn't an option and everything was just completely just just completely free. I mean, being able to offer that, being able to have a huge facility where we're coaching classes, we're doing nutrition stuff, we're helping you out in any way we can, but there is absolutely no, no charge. And that is saying it out loud sounds crazy because it is, it is a wish. That's something that you can, I mean, you can't, it's, it's almost borderline impossible to try to have something like that without having a big uh, company behind you or something that already has tons of money and disposable income. Um, but that would, that would probably be my wish is being able to offer what we offer now times 10 completely free. Wow. Ooh. That was a mic drop moment. Sean, you, I saw you, I mean, you might, did you have anything to say? No, just damn. 
No, yeah. I think we're going to end the podcast right here. All right. <laughs> really cool. how, do you, how do you get past that? Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Uh, they can find us the most usually just go to onelifecrossfit.com. Uh, everything kind of branches from there. You can easily get to the social media sites. You can get to, uh, you know, our, our Wattify, um, you know, billing page, uh, all, all that sort of stuff. So central place, you can see our schedule. You can see the, the programs that we offer all onelifecrossfit.com. That's probably the easiest way. Yeah. Yep. Same thing on the Instagram side, one life CrossFit on Instagram. Uh, I believe Sean, Sean is Sean at one life CrossFit for his personal mine track athlete is my personal on Instagram. And, um, you can always find me at the gym too. We'll be, we'll be right there in Santa Maria. (laughs) Alrighty, Hans and Sean, thank you so much for your time and contribution to our podcast. And we're really, really looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. Also to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Michael from Recruit Strength in Melbourne, Florida. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm doing tremendous today, Michael. Thank you for asking. And Michael, I'm extremely excited to have you here in the podcast to learn more about your gym, specifically the powerlifting gym here. You know, I I did do powerlifting back in high school. It was a lot of fun. So I think we'll have a good conversation here. But before we dive into the nitty gritty business side of things, you know, when you first established this gym business about four or five years ago, Michael, what was the vision you had in mind for it for the long term? So funny you ask, because one of the benefits of, of the business when I started it, and I mean, I still, I still work for the fire department. So I have a secondary income and everything mm-hmm. was we're having a lot of trouble with doing powerlifting, primarily deadlifting um, at a commercial gym. So mm-hmm. we were at a commercial gym and me and my wife were into powerlifting and got kicked out multiple times, you know, getting yelled at and everything. We said, Oh, we, we got to stop doing this. So we created a garage gym, started doing the garage gym thing. And we started noticing that our, our friends were coming over more and more often. We're like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we should make this into an actual gym. So we ended up renting a small facility, uh, open up the doors to recruit strength back in, uh, 2018 it was april 2018 Mm -hmm. and the goal was basically to provide a place for us to train as well as begin growing the sport of powerlifting i mean when we we look at the gym itself our long-term goal is to really increase powerlifting throughout um central florida 
mm-hmm. and get to the point where our area is holding more meats and we have more influence and everything like that. Um, I mean, the, the business side of it, we've really never even planned on actually having a business side of it initially. Okay. Now we're looking at potential to, you know, expand the gym further, gain more members. And as we grow the sport, continue to grow the actual, uh, the gym itself. Okay. Awesome. So for the listeners understanding of, you know, who you are and what it is that you do, why don't you give them your elevator pitch? So obviously it's a power lifting, but what kind of services do you offer to your members? So we have a powerlifting gym. We're a 24 hour gym. Uh, our members get a combination of facility, come in and use it whenever they'd like to. Uh, on top of that, we have four coaches total as myself and three other coaches that uh, are able to program for powerlifting for competitive powerlifters, as well as do one-on-one training with them and everything like that. Um, we really are primarily a powerlifting gym. However, we do have some clients that do other strength training uh, disciplines as well. Um, mm-hmm. We have a few members that do strongman. We have a few that do Olympic lifting. And then we have a few that we coach that are uh, high school athletes for football, basketball, et cetera, things like that. Okay. So 24 seven open gym there and the one-on-one with the approach of powerlifting and occasionally some other, you know, types of clients there who want to maybe not do the powerlifting, but have more of like a general approach. So, you know, with all those services there, I'm curious, how many people are you serving in your facility right now? We have a, our membership sitting right around 60 of actual members for the gym itself. And then we have about 30 to 35 that we, uh, we coach. And that's not necessarily coaching at our gym. So we also do online coaching portion. And I have clients that are all around the country that I do the online programming for. And they send me videos and I critique the videos and everything like that. So it, it kind of helps us out a little bit having that online influence so that we can kind of outgrow our, our geographic uh, boundaries. Okay. So about a 50% penetration of online coaching there. Yeah. Okay. So within the brick and mortar facility here, how many people do you serve in terms of, you know, personal training to membership? So about 30 members right now at the facility, mm-hmm. out of how many of those do you serve one-on-one? So one actual one-on-one, like uh, from the, our membership, we're probably looking at about 20. So about a third of our members are athletes of ours that we also coach. Okay. So, you know, with your membership right now, Michael, is that somewhere you want to stop at or eventually bring some new people in, bring some new faces in and really grow this business? No, I mean, obviously we want to, we want to continue to grow it. Um, for for the sake of the, the the end goal is to increase powerlifting throughout central florida so increasing membership increasing that word of mouth and continuing to spread the sport and everything is the goal ideally we'd like to get up to about 100 to 120 members at this location before we think about moving into an additional location okay so you know, for clarification here, is it more of the one-on-one that you want to grow or like the membership open gym side? It's both. It's both, brother. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the membership is good. Um, it's a, for, for the most part, it's more of a passive income when it comes to the, the mm-hmm. membership. I'm not having to in, increase in my time that I put into those 
Yeah. They, they're going to be there. They're going to train on their own and everything. But the actual coaching side and the personal training side, that's where the majority of the money gets made. Mm-hmm. So it also takes the majority of the workload as well. It so does. increasing both of those and then trying to keep it within that kind of um, same about ratio would mm-hmm. be ideal. So about 100, 120 members with about 40 to 50 of which we're training that we're coaching in the gym and then an additional 30 to 40 that are, are online coaching. Okay. So, you know, so far, what have you done for the marketing to get these people into your gyms? Of course, the word of mouth organic side in there, but have you guys gone into social media at all? Yeah, we've done um, some social media marketing through uh, Facebook, Instagram, places like that. Um, a lot of it has been self self uh, marketed basically you know of us doing posts and everything like that mm-hmm. and then we've also reached out and began boosting posts and everything however i, I can say the the return on investment from that has not been so great with doing the uh the social media like boosting of posts mm-hmm. it's m- more from us actually putting stuff out there that's that's creating that um draw the other marketing that we do it's not even really marketing. It's more of a word of mouth type thing is we have a lot of uh, athletes that compete. So we make sure we go out to these contests when they're competing mm-hmm. and we're there, we're talking to the athletes and that kind of gives us an ability to sell our product of coaching to mm-hmm. the actual athletes that are out there. Cause that really is our target audience. Mm-hmm. With a yeah, small so- like powerlifting, it's, it's difficult to have to reach those people without actually being there at with them, you know? It is because, you know, powerlifting is its own thing and, you know, targeting the people who are already there, why not get them in the gym? Um, So with the Facebook advertising, why do you think it hasn't worked out so good so far? Uh, I think it's based on the, the, like I said, it's it's a small niche type Mm -hmm. gym. So when we reach out, we have the ability to, with, with the social media advertising, primarily with Facebook, you have the ability to reach out geographically, which will we'll kind of curtail to the different types of uh, marketing that we'll do. So when I go to market the gym itself, I'll do a geographic marketing. So it's mm-hmm. going to reach everybody within 50 miles of our gym, because those are going to be the ones that become members. When it goes to coaching, I'll try to do either a statewide or a nationwide uh, marketing that way based on their interests. So the only issue that we have though is the interest that you see on Facebook, it, it's not specifically the interest that we would be that we would have for powerlifters. So you have to kind of try to guesstimate exactly what type of demographic they would fall into. Like, oh, are they interested in sports? Well, then you start narrowing down sports. Is it football? Is it baseball? Because they're going to go with more mainstream sports that show the interest. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trying to figure out, well, a lot of our power lifters in the past have done football and wrestling. So I'm going to use those as my demographics to advertise to. And I think that's one of the limitations of it is just because it's such a niche. Okay. Yeah. I understand there because again, you know, powerlifting is its own thing and, you know, not a lot of people are, you know, aware of it sometimes. Um, so is that with like the Facebook advertising, is that, you know, in a, ads manager campaign or just strictly on the boost button it's in the ads manager campaign um to fit those demographics in there but i mean we're able to if we were to to really dig into it and go through the route and actually start marking down and say okay what what are the ones that are working what are the ones that are not working and what's the return on investment i mean as far as getting um website flow and getting uh 
the uh, the reach. It, it's working out very well as far as that goes. I mean, we we, we do a campaign for a, a two week campaign, and we're getting a reach of twenty to thirty thousand people. Yeah. However, the over the actual to return on investment of memberships and of of contact and everything is substantially less. I mean, we're getting good branding. We're getting our name out there for sure, but it's not coming back financially yet. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious here. What do you think you have to do in order to like make sure that those Facebook ads get people in? Like what kind of approach? That's a great question. I don't really have an answer to that. I mean, like I said, we, we, we still have some that trickle in mm -hmm. from them, but I haven't seen enough where I'm really able to collect that, that data set and, and dig into it to say, okay, this is working better than something else. I mean, the majority of the, the flow that we're getting is from word of mouth and from competitions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on average, how many people does that normally bring into your facility, the word of mouth and, and going to the contests? Um, we're looking at, we probably, word of mouth, we're looking at probably three to four members a month and one to two uh, coaching clients. And then we, we can always see as soon as we do a competition where we're, where me and my coaches are at the competition within the first week, week and a half, we'll have usually about four or five people reach out to start coaching with us. Now, whether they actually continue on and bite off on it or not is, you know, hit or miss, but we usually get some, some good uh, draw from that. Okay. So three to four per month for the membership base, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So in order to hit that 120, that'll be about 20 months, I think. So it, really you didn't have attrition of members as well. Yeah, true. So it's really, we got to figure out how to get a, a consistent lead flow in. Correct. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'm curious here, you know, moving forward into 2023, what's the main priority for the gym business, Michael? Is it more members? you know, maximizing each member or retention? Uh, mostly more members. I mean, our retention is, is fairly good. We have a good, uh, a good base of mm -hmm. members that are, that are constantly with us. And then we also tend to go through our, our seasonal members. Yeah. Um, we have a, a pretty big military base right next door to us, as well as, uh, you know, the space center and NASA and everything like that. So we get a lot of people that are deployed to those bases that come and train with us. And then when they get redeployed, obviously they leave. And then on top of that, we have a couple of colleges that are nearby. So when they're here for school, they'll be our member and then they'll take off and go home. And, you know, mm -hmm. so th those are kind of just revolving members. Uh, I think the goal we're going to break it down into more of a, across the board, we, our goal is to increase membership as well as coaching, as well as clients, mm -hmm. but breaking it down into what scope of who's handling what and having mm -hmm. coaches kind of handle, okay, you guys are going to reach out and figure out to get more of our clients for that aspect of it, while I'll focus on getting more of the membership for the gym itself kind of deal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So a mixture of more members and putting responsibility on certain individuals so that they can do their job and, you know, bring those clients in. Absolutely. So overall it's the lead generation, getting people in. Yep. Okay. So I'm curious here, you know, piece of advice that you give yourself when you first got into this gym business, 
what would it be? <clears throat> Best advice? Yeah. You're not going to make everyone happy. <laughs> Why is that? We, uh, we have, I mean, you, you have a lot of characters that come through, a lot of different personalities that come through. <laughs> And you're going to have ones that are like, hey, I want this and this and this out of a gym. I want this and this. Everybody has an expectation of what they want as an experience from when they go to a gym, whether it's they want, uh, you know, a smoothie bar at a commercial gym or they want a piece of equipment at this gym. Getting to the point where it's OK, look into it and say, I'm not going to make everyone happy. How can I make the majority happy for the right price? So when I first opened up, if I had a client or a member come up to me and was like, hey, I really want this piece of equipment. I'd be like, okay, let me look it up online. I'm, I'm going to go buy that. Mm -hmm. Well, that one member wanted it, but not the rest of them. So now yeah. I just spent you know, $2,000 on a piece of equipment for a single member that in their lifetime of being a membership probably won't pay off that piece of equipment where I could have better spent it on something that would make the majority of the people happy, even if one person isn't happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so really just not stressing over trying to make everyone happy there. So I'm curious, you know, what have you done to change your, well, change or maybe, you know, view it differently to not try to make everyone happy inside the gym facility? Um, it's not that I have, have really changed anything. It's more of just the just the realization, I think, that, that you, regardless, you're not going to make everyone happy. So um, I, I like what I like to do is I like to reach out to my members usually once per year and kind of poll them and be like, hey, what type of equipment would you like moving forward for the next year? So I can create some sort of plan of how I'm going to purchase the next piece of equipment. OK, I got 10 people that want a new power or a new uh, a new rack. OK, great. I got some more people who want a combo rack or they want kilo plates or whatever. And I'll prioritize that and say, OK, if we have enough money moving forward, this is the first thing I'll buy because that's going to please the most amount of people and, and go that route and prioritize that way. But but really, like I said, polling the majority of them rather than listening to the offset individual. Yeah, I agree with you there. That is Awesome. And thank you for sharing that, Michael. And Michael, we are running short on time here, but before we sign off, where can our listeners find you on your social medias and your website? Uh, we have uh, Instagram as well as Facebook, which is uh, Recruit Strength for both of those. And then our website is www.recruitstrength.com. Awesome, Michael. Thank you for sharing those. And again, I want to thank you for, you know, hopping on the podcast today and, and sharing your insights and learnings and story about being the gym owner. Fantastic. Thank you. It's a great time. But to everyone else who's tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym facility, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah Leahy, and joining us on the show is Dahlia Rodriguez from a Fitness Oasis Health Club and Spa out of Imperial, California. Welcome to the show, Dahlia. How are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you, Anna? I'm awesome. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into how you run the business, first, tell us a little bit about what made you want to start the, the health club and spa in the first place. Oh, great question. What made me want to do this? I've always been interested in health and wellness and I'm a little older. Okay. So in my day, um, we didn't have those opportunities and we certainly didn't have gyms that could address our needs as women. Um, so being a, being a school teacher and I was, I started teaching when I was 21. I, it just came to the point where what, what can I do to enhance wellness? And I noticed around me, I didn't see any gym I was comfortable with. And I just decided to lease out 1800 square feet and open up my own little um, gym, which included classes and one circuit, a few weights too. But that was how I started. I, I felt I could um, enhance wellness because um, I knew about training and I, and I saw that not everybody did or, or they were misleading people or giving bad information. Definitely, so that yeah. Was yeah. I feel like there's that in the industry still, you know, a lot of poor information out there, people that aren't worried about people's health and safety. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about when did it pivot from just the fitness facility into like the whole spa operation that you have now? Well, we decided to um, choose a niche market, right? It was female only. So in about 12, 14 months, that 1,800 square feet, were, it just wasn't sufficient. We had so many members, women, we discovered women really did want to train, and I knew that. Um, we just couldn't fulfill their needs. So it was a big leap of faith. Um, I decided, and my husband and I decided, hey, let's build let's build our own it was my vision um i wanted daycare in here right that was what 15 years ago who did that a lot of women couldn't go to the gym because of lack of daycare so there were things i wanted and so we just again took that leap of faith got a couple of contractors you know um went to several banks um because it was women only sba wouldn't loan money to us um and we just went for it and and decided let's build and 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 uh go from there i love that that's true entrepreneurial spirit to just see that you can do it better and to to go after something big like that that's amazing um tell us now how do you describe fitness oasis health club and spa to someone who's never been in before what are like the services that you provide and what can someone expect when they come in i think that the first thing i wanted was for when a person walked in you didn't see the equipment. This isn't a gym. This was a lovely place. <laughs> you know, you had positive energy. You walked in, smelled really good. Um, you had a nice seating area, et cetera. So that was the first thing I wanted when I, when I designed it. 
So basically, when you walk in right now, you do, you walk into that kind of space. We have a brand new, beautiful hair salon to one side. You don't see any equipment. We have rooms that offer massage, manicures, pedicures, facials to the other. Okay. Then you have another room that's, again, with doors and clothes is our group fitness room with our instructors. Then another room is a weight training room. Right. And then we head on towards the back and we have a swimming pool and an outdoor area. So what we wanted to do was, was to be able to give people all these services. It was like a one-stop shop, right? Why should you go into another place if you can handle it here? So that again, that was our concept. And, and when people do walk into the gym, they say, where's the gym? Well, the gym's in the back, right? Um, on the other side of the building. So um, that I think that's the big difference when you walk into our place. Yeah, yeah I love that. It sounds like a one-stop shop for women, like nails, hair, mm -hmm. the pool, mm -hmm. the gym. Definitely sounds super inviting and somewhere that I would want to work out for sure. Yeah. Um, so tell me, how many members do you have now that use the, the gym space? Well, there's this, this is what happened. There's this pre-COVID situation and a post-COVID situation. And what happened was they did close us, they, they closed us down for a long, long time. So we're, we're now rebuilding our membership. And I have to tell you, it's been super tough. I, I'm not sure. I, I think part of it is, I'm hoping that part of it is people are working out at home. I don't know if that's necessarily true. There's a percentage of people that are working out at home. But, but there seems to be... Um, when I've spoken to people about why they haven't returned to the gym, was it something we did? And they're all, no, we love your gym. I just don't feel like working out or I'm sad or I lost somebody or I'm, I have long COVID, uh, you know, symptoms. It goes, and remember that with women, you know, you like to think there's a 50-50 split in the household, but we know that women do most of the work, Okay. They work outside, they take care of their kids, they do everything. So there's a lot of anxiety out there right now. There's also people who just don't wanna to return to a gym because they think they might catch COVID or whatever they're gonna catch. Right. So there's so many things happening out there. Women generally are the ones that, that have to be uh, well all the time because they can't take a week too off because they're sick. So they, that I, I believe, and this is just coming from me, this was no research I did, but asking people, why aren't you back? I'm not ready yet. So it's been a big struggle for us. And I, I want to put it out there that if you're in the gym business, it's a struggle. You can, you can never hold back. I think that's part of our struggle. So our numbers have diminished considerably. We're working our way up. But to, to get to answer your initial question, I couldn't give you an exact number today because we went from contracts to month to month. Just to get people in here. Yeah, that makes okay. sense. Yeah. So yeah, probably, yeah. I think everyone's feeling that right now. Um, coming out of the pandemic is an interesting time because I think people are more conscious of their health and how important it is. But at the same time, you know, the economy is not the greatest. You know, people are trying to work more. And like, usually the first thing to go is is extras, like a gym membership and, and things like that. So definitely an interesting time. Um, but what, what are you doing like advertising wise or marketing wise to target people to get back into the gym? Well, we definitely use social media, right? So we use our Facebook page. We use our Instagram page. We definitely boost 
and, and anybody who has a business page page knows that they the algorithm blocks you mm-hmm. bottom line so you have to boost that means you have to pay to get out of it right to a certain amount of to, to get a reach so we're doing that um you know we 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 do we do little coupons things like that really cute little uh, credit card things that we send out hey look you get ten dollars off or um we right now and i rarely do this because i don't like it but i rarely do this but we're doing a little television believe it or not Ooh. and it's getting i hate i, I because it's expensive so i i I, I don't say to people do this, but I said, let me try it for a couple of months. Let's see what I, what, what happens. And it's been okay. Not great, but that was just another way of doing the, of doing it. Um, but yeah, we rely on uh, social media for most of our um, advertising. Um, you mentioned boosting posts on social media. Do you, do you create ad campaigns or do you take a post and hit like the blue button to like promote and boost? We do too. We do both. We okay, do both. Great. A lot of the times I do hit that blue button because I say I videotape for 10 seconds one of our classes. Hey, look what we're doing right now. And we have so-and-so later and it's cute. And then people go, hey, that is great. I, I got I to gotta get back in there. So, you know, you just, you just try. You try, you try, you try. We also do, sometimes I'll ask a trainer, hey, give, me, give, the, give our clients a tip on how to do that move. And they do. It's again, like you say, it's very organic. You know, it, it isn't pre-done. Give them a tip. Tell them to come on in, and yeah. and things like that that are fun. Yeah, I think that's important. Giving people value before they even come in, or they even give you a dollar, um, is super important because then they're most likely to to come to you when they're ready to sign up for a gym membership or or right. see fitness. Um, so tell me about your goals going forward. You mentioned like the pre-COVID numbers. Is that something you're looking to get back to on the fitness side, and then on the other side of like things, the spa side? What are your goals there? Oh, I have so many. Well, definitely my heart, my heart is in the gym business. If it were up to me, it'd only be a gym, right? I love it. And so we need to get people back in the gym and get them healthier. Because you you mentioned earlier that sometimes people give up their gym membership because they feel it's it's a luxury. And then you and I both know this is not a luxury. It's a necessity. But that's you and I who know this, right? So we need to get those people understanding that, that they need their health comes first. So our goal is to at least um, come closer to the numbers we had before. If we do that, well, you know, that's fine. Um, I want to, of course, increase our spa usage, obviously. Uh, You know, massage is something that enhances your training. So that's that's part of the deal there. You know, I've got new businesses in here, which is the hair salon. We need to increase, um, you know, usage. And and I didn't know this because, gosh, I never had a hair salon, but somebody told me, well, you know, people are very loyal to their stylist. It's like, they are? <laughs> yeah, they are. You know, so it's hard to pull somebody from somebody else. See, all we can do is put ourselves out there. Hey, come try us and we'll give you a discount if you try us, right? And then, of course, we have a cosmetology school, which is strange, I suppose, but then I'm an educator, so it's not that strange. I thought that was a good move. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah, Yeah. we've got 25 students now. It's like, great. I didn't know there were that many people interested. Good for you. And and, and they themselves, I, I mean, as a school teacher, I feel like if I can help somebody reach their goals, that's awesome. Because being a cosmetologist or a barber, 
um, you can make quite a bit of money and help your family and realize your dreams. You know, it, it's all a cycle. So yeah. our, our goals, obviously, you mentioned earlier, between our, our, our inflation, recession, uncertainty, all these things that are causing people to rethink anything they do, um, we want them to think about their health. So that would be our goal is to, to really share with them how important their health is and come on into the gym because we're the experts and we can help you. Definitely. Yeah. I'm curious once someone's like interested, maybe they clicked on a Facebook ad or they saw your TV commercial. How do you take them from, you know, just a lead to a member? What's the like client journey there? Right. So I really monitor our Facebook, any post, any question, anything like that. So I immediately respond and I, I'll send them uh, flyers. I'll send them our class schedule. Or, you know, it's very colorful, really pretty. And I said, hey, I'm also going to send you our spa menu. I'm also going to send you our hair salon menu. Come on in. The other thing I do is complimentary classes. Come on in. Try a class. Try a day. It's on us. Just the hardest thing to do is to step into the club. You can think about it for years before you walk in. Hey, come on in. It's free. Um, and then let me show you around. Let me give you a tour, take a class, et cetera. And then I try to do most of the selling because, you know, when you're passionate about what you do, uh, you know, you have, you can have other people on board, but I'm here pretty much all the time. So that's how I take them from, Hey, they're just inquiring to please step in and you'll get a complimentary visit. Gotcha. I like that a lot. So you mentioned that you do most of the selling. I'm curious, like, what else do you do in a day? Like, are you wearing all the hats? Are you, you know, studio manager? teacher like what all do you do on a day as a business owner i know people say you shouldn't but i am i do have somebody that helps me a little bit with the social media okay but and i have my daughter here which i'm really fortunate she's one of my instructors and okay. she knows everything about the front desk and how to sell and all that so she does help me um, but when I walk in, it's go, 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 go. It's it's nonstop. And it's whether you're answering the telephone, because the other thing is it costs a lot of money to generate a phone call. So when you get a phone call, you better sell yourself right then and there. And what I do with those people is, hey, let me have your phone number so I can send you our schedule. Now I've got their number where I can text them later. Right. So, so yeah, I, to, to answer your question, I, I, I have a problem with letting go, I guess. I have a problem with, um, you know, sometimes not allowing others to help me to a certain degree. And I will probably work on that for the rest of my life and it probably won't go well. But I'm here because I believe in what we're doing. So um, I, everything, you name it, and I kind of do it. And, and I clean also. If something needs to be, you know, people say, well, you know, no, 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 no. If you see something that needs to be taken care of right now, clean, move, move those weights, put that there, put that, do it. Don't, don't just do it. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm a believer in that. Definitely. Yeah. I don't think you become an entrepreneur and a successful business owner by, you know, being lazy and not wanting to do any sort of task. I feel like people with entrepreneurial spirits are go, go, go. And they like to have their hands in everything. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I definitely hear you on that. I'm the same mm. way. Um, tell me a little bit about if you were to like wave a magic wand and the business is right where you want it to be tomorrow, what would look different about it? What would be different? What would be different? Hmm. I suppose 
I have to be able to have people around me that I truly trusted, honestly. Mm-hmm. At the, you know, you can you can set procedures up, and they're perfect procedures, but they're not going to function unless you've got oversight. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest concerns is that people out there honestly don't necessarily want to work or feel that it's okay to be on their telephone. You know, our iPhones can do everything. I run my business off that iPhone too. Mm -hmm. But when you're employed to work, you're supposed to be working and not watching Instagram or TikTok or anything else. Do you see where I'm going with this? That if I could find people that that are ethical and committed more to, hey, oversee what's going on so everything runs smoothly, that's what I would call perfection so that I could take a vacation. Yeah, I hear you for sure. I think it's about creating like the buy-in and making sure, you know, your staff is on the same page with you. It's hard because no one is ever going to like love your business as much as you do. Like it's <laughs> right. So it's hard because we want to hold everyone to like the standard that we care, but yeah, it is hard when it's, it's not there. And you know, I suppose it's unrealistic and I've, I, I'll accept that to a certain degree. I, I'm okay with that. Like you said, it's my baby. I built it from the ground up. It's, 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 I wanted to, and we want to help people. So I don't, I don't like any rudeness. I don't like uh, indifference. I don't, if a member asks you something, you need to answer nicely and go help them on that piece of equipment. Don't just, oh, well, you know, you do this and that. No, go show them things like that. And, and so I have to be on site even now, um, it is what it is. I mean, when, when it's your business, you do have to be on site. It's, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a way to find, you know, people like to their core that are like, have great integrity and a great work ethic. And then you can teach the things like how Mm -hmm. to sell, how to use your softwares, how to schedule a person. But yeah, I think that it's definitely about finding a team that, you know, believes in the same things that you do and then has integrity and they want to follow through. Um, I think that's, that can be tricky, definitely. And it's, it, it, it's doable. It's doable. Yeah. Definitely. I agree with you. It is doable. It's just we're, we're at this post-COVID situation right now. And I think right now it's just a little different. I, I'm, I'm really hoping that things will get better, uh, you know, uh, health-wise and financially and for everybody. Absolutely. Um, I like to ask this question to everyone because everyone has a different answer. But what would you tell yourself if you could go back before you open the gym, what would be one piece of advice you'd tell yourself about being a gym owner? Oh my gosh. Oh, there's so many things, I think. Um, or a couple things. <laughs> gosh, I, 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 went, I went in knowing that it, it was a super tough business. So I, I think that I would tell myself to be more accepting and patient and uh, rely on others. Mm-hmm. Um, and and train others to to help you because you do you're overwhelmed sometimes um, I think and that's a burnout issue yeah. right and you don't want to burn out um, and I, I think that would be one of one of those things where where you know we were so successful at initially mm-hmm. it wasn't tough initially it's tough now mm-hmm. you know how do you foresee that you don't you don't. Um, there's factors involved that um, you can't control. 
But what you, I think what you need to understand is that if it's in, if it's in, you know, it's your passion, then be ready to fall down hard and then try to problem solve to get yourself back up because we've fallen super hard, super fast. Mm -hmm. And um, we're still here. <laughs> and I'm here because I have members tell me and ask me, you're not going to close, are you? Please say, like, okay, no, we're not. <laughs> we're not. But they know that the numbers aren't there. Mm -hmm. And they see the other things I'm doing. So it's like, look, I'm doing this also. And I'm doing this also. So we generate different streams of income. So I think that was the other thing that, that I would have told myself, listen, get ready to get ready to rethink everything and get ready to incorporate any kind of assets you can in your club so that you can move on. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you learn way more from a failure than you do from a success. Mm -hmm. Like if everything was super easy the last 15 years, you would have learned nothing. <laughs> so right, exactly. Think, yeah, that's super important that you can look back and, and learn from mistakes that you've made along the way. And yeah. What's your favorite part about being a business owner in this industry? Oh my gosh. I love my members. Yeah, they're awesome people. I just, you know, they, they'll walk by the front desk. Hey, Dahlia, this is, she goes, and then they'll say to me, they start talking to me, but I know I'm not supposed to be talking to you because I know you're busy or on your computer. But anyway, <laughs> you know, I love that. I, you know what I love? I love when they come and they tell me that their doctor loves me. And I'm like, why does your doctor love me? Because my blood pressure is lower now and my cholesterol levels are so much better. And, he, and my doctor says, keep doing what you're doing at that gym. You know, I don't know. That's, that's it. I love my members. I love that I'm helping somebody. And that is what, what, what fuels me to continue. That's the best part. Definitely. Yeah. I, I love it when, you know, you can see and feel that you're improving someone's quality of life. And that's really just like nothing compares to that. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I love. Awesome. Well, Dahlia, thank you so much for everything you've contributed on the podcast today. Um, I've learned a lot from you already, but before we sign off, tell us where can we find you on, you know, social media and what's your website, all that good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you on social media, it's Fitness Oasis Health Club and Spa. Okay. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, on what, and TikTok, whatever, everything. And then our, our website is yourfitnessoasis.com. Uh, and, uh, or give us a buzz. You know, we have, we have a great number. It's all on there. It's really easy to remember. We have to pay for that. Uh, the last four digits are eight, 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 eight. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Your fitnessoasis.com. Everyone check out fitness oasis health club and spa next time you're in the area around Imperial California. Thank you again, Dahlia for being on the podcast and contributing. Um, we appreciate you so much. And Thank you. Of course, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in being featured in an episode, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Boritz out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.